stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello again and welcome. We are breaking up with our BS once again. This is episode number 109 and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today as we dissect and get curious about yet another BS story. They just keep coming. So today's BS story goes something like this. That's too hard. But before we get there, <laughs> yeah, I invite you all just to um, subscribe to this podcast if there's been any helpful uh, tidbits or, or topics that that you've listened to over the past couple of years, actually. Um, if you subscribe, you'll get uh, information about, you know, when the next podcast is coming out and you'll be able to stay up to date with your own awareness and your own health. So with that, JD, how are you and what do you think about our topic today? Uh, I am doing well. Thank you very much for asking. I hope you are as well. Um, today's topic, I'm I'm chuckling and smiling because I, I kind of do that for every one of these stories because I relate to all of them. Um, I've I've said them or I've I've had them. I've now, of course, have heard them from other people, clients, friends, that type of thing. That's just too hard. And that is a when you have when we have that story going, that can be a real deflating difficult story to sit with. And it's, it's one that if we believe it, um, can really limit us in so many ways and in so many places. So I think there's a lot of directions we could go with that. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a big bummer. Ugh, totally. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, 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 and so many levels. Um, and, and there's lots of different reasons why we might use this story. Certainly, maybe we've had some actual experience. You know, this thing that we've done that we're going to do again is is hard. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so maybe there's some actual real experience with that. That doesn't mean the story ends right there. Um, there might be some other thoughts that that we might want to muster up or some um, feelings we might want to muster up to help us get to <laughs> the finish line there, of course. And we can talk a little bit about that, too. But and, and sometimes the other part is that we're looking at the whole of something way far out into the future. Right. Like meeting this huge goal way far out that we've not ever met before. Um, and just thinking about all of that at once mm -hmm. can feel like, yeah, that's, that's too hard because mm -hmm. we're take, tackling and taking on way too much in this moment and trying to wrap our minds around it. Um, yes. So those two pieces come to mind yes. um, for me. Yeah. The, the visual that came to mind with that of trying to, you know, all of it coming at once was uh, one time I was hiking, out hiking near Mount Rainier. And there was a family getting ready to go on this hike. And this, this young kid, probably six or seven, took a look at this mountain. And I, I don't think they were planning to hike the mountain with a seven-year-old, but I think he thought they were. And this, he just looked at it and said, looked up at this thing and just said, that's just too hard. And it was just this, you know, and I remember thinking, wow, what a metaphor. It always seems, you know, to that mountain metaphor, if you are looking at climbing a mountain from the bottom and that's your perspective when you're at the very beginning 
and just trying to project forward to how hard it's going to be. It's going to be tough to take those first steps. It's going to be tough mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we don't even have a, a, a plan yeah. yet oftentimes. Yeah. Right. And, and we're so goal oriented or goal focused or outcome focused that we don't typically just take things day by day anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's just like, how do you even do that? I had one client tell me um, they didn't believe in baby steps um, because baby steps were, you know, not the, just, just, they needed to take, you know, bigger steps. They, that, oh. that's just what they expected oh. for themselves. Right. But the, the, the trouble is this, this person also had a whole lot of trouble getting started in any direction. Oh boy. Right. Because baby steps didn't matter in their line of thinking. Um, only the big steps did. Right. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Talk about operating <laughs> at cross purposes, right? I mean, if that's, if that's the standard, but and that's the thing, right? A standard like that, you can see why that would make getting something started even harder. Um, that's inter- There's so many things with that that I just, I think of, you know, it's not a good idea if you don't know how to swim to just throw yourself off a waterfall into a river and just say, I don't believe in baby steps. I don't believe mm-hmm. in you know, that type of thing. And yet, and yet, I mean, I, I wonder with that, what energy must there be under that? What what pressure, you know, I don't take baby steps or I need to take this in big jumps. And that was the other piece that I was wondering about or was coming to mind as you were talking about. That's too hard. Seems to have, or could have anyway, an undercurrent, a very significant undercurrent of not only is that hard, but accomplishing it has to be done a certain way, perhaps really well right away. It doesn't allow for a learning curve. It doesn't allow for curiosity. It's all, again, like you said, outcome-based. And that outcome better come quickly or easily. And if it doesn't, suddenly it's become too hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We're definitely wired for immediate gratification. (laughs) Our brains work for, you know, know, getting what we want right now. Yeah. And, And you think about back, you know, way, 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 way back generations ago that kind of worked you know we it was hunting time and we would go hunt um it was making food you know time to gather and we would go gather we would you know deal with what was happening right now and so we would then be rewarded for that right like with you know shelter or food or comfort or, <laughs> you know those kinds of things. survival very different rewards <laughs> very different rewards than what we're used to now right. but that's a different story right. um but now we've made you know immediate gratification so we're wired for this and then now we've got all of these things that are coming at us that we could have some you know some kind of a uh, uh, a relief with or soothing mm-hmm. with, or mm-hmm. in some kind of reward, a stimulation with. Mm-hmm. And so we are even more so, you know, we've really gotten good at this wiring piece. We're even more so expecting that, you know, if I'm going to go on a diet, I better see some weight loss in a couple of days or else this thing doesn't work. Right. Right. And, and, and then it's too hard. That's too hard. Because we really want that return very, very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, and thinking back to your example, though, I mean, at the same time, if, if when, when it was to hunt to survive, that's not exactly easy. I mean, to, to go hunt, you might be out for hours. You might, you know, it might, you have to might 
might have to go really far afield from where you live to find something and bring it back. And of course, when there is survival on the line, we know that mm -hmm. the human response tends to really push itself beyond known limits or beyond our own previous known limits. And yet mm -hmm. you're exactly right, because instead now of having to do those things to survive, we can literally call them and have them brought to us. You know, we don't have to go hunt for food. We can actually get it brought to us. We don't even need to cook it anymore. We don't even need to go shop for it anymore if we don't want to. And so, yeah, when, when we have all these outlets and all these pathways that can make things easier, and that's what we're told makes something better. Big, big shock, right? That when something that is really important that maybe doesn't lend itself to something that easy, it becomes too hard too quickly for us because we're looking for comfort rather than the leaning into the difficult or leaning into the pain, which is just as much a part of our wiring as looking for rewards, you know, in the brain at least. Mm -hmm. you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And it, what, what came up for me is the patience part. I was talking to somebody earlier today about patience. <laughs> and certainly, <laughs> certainly we needed to be patient if we were going to go hunt for the day. Right. Yeah, right. But but now, um, but, but then the reward comes, you know, we keep at it and the reward comes. Mm -hmm. Now we're wanting to, all the things we just talked about with, with getting that immediate gratification, but also we're wanting to change other people. Yeah. Right. And, and that doesn't happen immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, or the way we want usually. Or, or it never <laughs> happens or it doesn't happen at all. Right. Like who knows? Um, but but, you know, when, when we're in a relationship and these kinds of things mm -hmm. that, that can require some patience. And then if we're not really wired for that, or we're not really wired for future goal setting. Yeah. Um, it makes it that much more difficult. And so that story of those long-term goals being hard for a lot of us, Yeah, you know, especially depending on what we heard as kids and, and what we saw as kids and our own sort of you know, histories with things, um, we, that we can really protect ourselves quite a bit with the, um, it's too hard story. Yeah. And all the avoidance and the other things that come with that, you know, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. That was, that's been my go-to. That was my coping mechanism for stuff. If things were too hard, you know, um, and, and, you know, and, and for me, and I don't know, I think we all have varying, various ingredients of what this looks like, you know, what, what the, what the, what the meal of this looks like is probably different for each person. But I know for me that one of the things that bedeviled me with this story was um, I was assigning, if something was too hard or I wasn't able to master it quickly or accomplish it quickly, I assigned myself this, this story underneath that, that that must mean there's something wrong with me. And then of course I, I felt bad for feeling like I would tell myself, well, you're weak because you can't do this. And so like, not only would I sit on that story or operate on that story, but it would create a new one. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. this, this isn't hard for other people, but it's hard for me. There must be something wrong with me. And then before you know it, there's story on top of story on top of story. And you know, there's no connection with reality or with my own agency or capability or even curiosity about what it might mean for something to be difficult and that maybe it, really good things happen when we stay with something that's hard, that it's okay that it is it's supposed to be. 
well, yeah, there's story after story underneath another story and another yeah. story because, you know, we've talked about this not wanting to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And so in general, we will draw conclusions. Okay, well, this is this is just not my thing then. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's hard. It's just not my thing. Not my thing. It's their thing because it's easy for them. <laughs> right. You know, but it's hard for me. <laughs> so so we'll rationalize right. things too with this story. Oh yeah. You know, and, you know, I, and I feel I feel sadness with that when I think about that and when I hear clients talk about it. Uh, because it automatically, without exploration or or a bare minimum of exploration or investigation suddenly eliminates from possibility so many different things that could be of interest, of benefit, of enjoyment because of that, you know? And that to me is just the, the when you talk about the, at the top of the show, this is a bummer story. I'm kind of sitting, mm-hmm. oh, this is what makes it a bummer because we automatically exempt ourselves from so much because no, it's supposed to be hard. the the other The other thing that comes up, I don't know if you are a Tom Hanks fan um, of his movies. Uh, I am, and one of his more underrated roles is in League of Their Own, where he plays a baseball manager, and and one of the players complains to him that that it's not supposed to be this hard, and he goes, "It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, then everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great." you know, talking about baseball. And he says in that real gruff voice of his, but it's something that I think about with this story is not because we should make ourselves out to be so great if we do something hard that a lot of people find hard and they don't do it. So somehow that makes us better human beings. But at the same time, I think there is something to that. You know, the, the hard things, we have no idea what greatness or goodness or benefit will come out of hard things unless we do the hard thing. Right. We were talking about this uh, last week or earlier this week in our other podcast, Staying Power, about resiliency, right? Yeah. We, 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 we are not able to experience resiliency without going through hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, there is benefit. Uh, we don't grow without doing hard things. (laughs) That's, I don't know what your experience is with, with clients when you say that. And I, if you're like me, you say it often, (laughs) you know, it's growth comes from hard things because if, if it was just easy things, then we would grow all the time, right? (laughs) We'd just be growing all the time, but it's difficult things. And I have clients where that is a really uncomfortable reality to sit with that we grow from Mm -hmm. difficult things, even though I think they know it on a core Mm -hmm. level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, we just aren't taught that from a young age. We, we are taught, I mean, there's an, there's an element of, you know, depending on where you grow up and who your parents are, who your community is, and there's an element of let's try hard. Yeah. Um, and, and typically it's around things that other people want us to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not always around things we want to do. Oh either. yeah, that's true. So, so we can, we can sometimes get a bad, you know, a bad sense of, of, yeah, I'm, I don't want to do the hard thing because I have had to do, you know, these hard things in ways that I don't, 
I didn't at, for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, school school's a big one. Yeah. You know, try hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> Study hard. Why, why is this a value <laughs> to me? Right. <laughs> that's what kids right, say. right. And and like that's the that that kind of is the last place a lot of kids want to hear about hard. Uh-huh. Right. They might want to hear hear about something more more active. Yeah. Right. Kids kids want to move. Yeah. And so yeah, and 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 with that too, you know, and I've seen it. I've seen just the other day. I was I was at my gym, and there was a there was a father in one of the workout areas with his son. His son did not want to be doing this. Like it was it was really clear, um, and you could hear enough from their interaction to know that the kid was newer in sports and was learning sports, and dad was trying to help him. But you could tell that it was the approach that the father was taking that was causing this difficulty that I have no idea if the kid wanted to play sports or not. That wasn't anything I picked up on, but I could tell you I was picking up on him saying when he said, this is too hard for me, right? It had a lot to do with clearly the expectation, the drive that the father had that was a lot more about the father in that moment than about the son. And the son clearly did not feel like he was either had a choice and what was happening or was really being heard in all of that or, you know, uh, being paid attention to. So yeah, that resonates too. So much of that association mm-hmm. is around things we felt like we had to do once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the tough part, right? Because yes, yeah. parents, myself included, when my kids were younger can come on a little strong mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> about some things. I mean, and it, it comes from a place of love. <laughs> Right. You've said that a few times, haven't you? (laughs) Because there, there, there is something about, and, and not to say, you know, there, there's, we're obviously missing, missing some steps here or not taking the whole thing into consideration. Mm. Um, Not on, not what we're talking about right now, but as parents, right. So there's this element of, um, you know, we build confidence through doing hard things. Very much so. How else do we build confidence? Yeah. And, and parents generally want their kids to experience confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and so part of this, you know, push sometimes or, you know, strain around or the tension around, you know, wanting to have our kids do hard things um, is about co- confidence, whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and helping them to develop healthy habits and, and things like this. Now, certainly that dynamic, there could be a whole host of different behind the scenes kinds of things that make it difficult for a connection to occur in that space. Of course. Um, who knows, mm-hmm. right? Um, but 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 then there's the, this part of like, life is hard. There yeah. are hard aspects of life and all of us experience those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they come at all kinds of different times in our life and we can't control them all and we can't predict them. And so being able to uh, increase our resiliency and build confidence only happens with hard. So it's like, okay, what do we make hard and what do we not? And how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Right. How do we compassionately help, um, you know, if we're talking about our kids, um, move through hard mm-hmm. Without there being this, like, 
yeah, I don't want to do anything hard now that I'm an adult because all I had to do right. was all the things I didn't like right. as a kid that were hard. Yeah, there's like this sweet spot in between both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Because as mm-hmm. you were speaking, I was thinking about, um, I mean, I did, I said all those things when I was a kid, you know, whether whether it was actually true or not, it was, it was too hard or I didn't want to do it. That was oftentimes the, the way I said, I don't want to do this, that's too hard. <laughs> but that that pivot or that that sweet spot in the middle, because on the other side, of course, is what we see so often today. Our parents trying to make things ever, for their kids so easy, you know, fighting their battles for them, you know, getting overly involved in their affairs, making them so busy and taking away their own agency, all in the name of. I I, I don't want to sound cynical about it or snarky. But there's this feel goodness to it that ends up being manufactured because whether those parents want to admit it or not, their child, particularly as they're moving into teenage years, is going through difficult things, whether they know it or not, from just how they're growing, from their changing bodies and their brain chemistry that's all out of whack and all these things. So, yeah. So, and of course, there's nothing wrong with a parent wanting to protect their children, helping them grow and helping them feel okay and be confident without having to have that be around accomplishment all the time or, you know, just always, you know, nose, you know, nose to the, nose to the, what's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? <laughs> Grindstone something. I don't know. You <laughs> something know what I'm, like that. Something like that. You know what I'm getting at? <laughs> that sweet spot in the middle is, has got to be a challenge, right? For in the, in the parenting context. But of course, at the same time, as a human being, as an individual, that's the same sweet spot when we're adults trying to navigate these things too, it seems to me. Yeah. What what would it be like if we were like, yeah, this is going to be hard. Let's go. Exactly. Well, (laughs) how nice would that be kind of fun actually? It is. And I've had experiences like that. You know, when I, when I did, you know, 10 plus years ago, when I did my first triathlon, Everybody who was out there knew it was going to be hard and they all ran headfirst into it. I remember being blown away by this. It's like running into, running to jump into the ocean with these giant swells and it was freezing cold. And then there's a ride and a run after it. People were running into it. And, and I remember feeling so energized by that because it was the exact opposite. Now I had trained, right? You know, and if I had not trained, I would have run into it going, yeah, this is too hard, but you know, so when we actually do that, you know, or when we do a, a program of study that has, that challenges us and we finish a degree or something like that, same kind of thing. I mean, what if we did do that? This is going to be hard. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I think we'd probably find a lot more connection in there with ourselves and other people than we do if we just find things to do with other people that are easy. Mm-hmm. I, on a, on a, this is what, yeah, uh, let, this is hard. Let's go. I, I was thinking about my grandbabies and I know I talk about them all the time, but I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them to like go, I'm teaching them to do that. So they really feel their belly. Oh yeah. And they really try hard to like, if they're manipulating something with a toy or something like that, or just really trying to like get themselves on the couch or something like just, I don't know if it's a good thing to teach them. Who knows? We'll see. But, but just that, that, that tension in the belly, Mm -hmm. right? That That strength, that that core strength. Yeah. That we need Mm -hmm. to sort of muster up the, 
you know, the, the mental, the emotional, the, the physical, yeah. all of that to get ourselves going mm-hmm. in difficult spaces. Yeah. Difficult yeah. things. Absolutely. I, I love that, by the way. I, and I can also envision both of them doing that. And it's a really funny visual in my mind. <laughs> but that, Well, it's really funny too. So that, that I like to do funny things too. So, yeah. so um, and they really love it right now, right? So. Well, and that's a great association though. I mean, for with them at such young ages to have a fun association with something being difficult, that might be exactly what, what would be good for them, you know? And, um, you know, and for me, it's one of the reasons why I, I exercise, even though it is important for my health, I push myself with it because not, o- not only is that healthy for me and I can, you know, let, you know, mentally embrace that, but I notice when I really do something that's hard and I push myself beyond my comfort zone, even if it's just for a few minutes on my stationary bike or my trainer pushing me for a few more reps and my, you know, the muscles are, muscles are hurting. The flip side of that in the mind, of course, in the brain is, okay, you do this difficult thing, hard thing, then you get the, you get the bump, right, on the positive side of having done that. And that's really healthy for us. It's really healthy mm-hmm. for us to lean into that pain sometimes, that pain of hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the more we do it, the more we know we can do it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then so then the heart is, mm-hmm. yeah, the heart is less and less hard over time. If we just keep it with, this is going to be too hard, or we just avoid, or we don't consider because whatever it is, is going to be just too hard. Then it's just, then more things will be hard too. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be just that thing. It's going to spread. Yeah. 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 And then our worlds get smaller and smaller and smaller because we're doing less and less hard things, more and more of the stories and the coping mechanisms and all of that. And suddenly, you know, we're not living a life that maybe we're as happy with or we could. And the thing that I've had experience with and would rather not have experience with anymore is looking back going, man, I really wish I would have tried that, <laughs> you know, or back then. Because eventually there are things you won't, be, by age or circumstance, you won't mm-hmm. be able to do that are hard or easy. Mm-hmm. So why not try them when they're hard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we just got to break them down. Just got to break them down to in in micro sort of steps, That's right. and and enjoy the steps as you're moving towards the hard. Yeah, if you're going up the mountain, just get to the top of the first rise for starters, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or to the next the next boulder or the next rock. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that was really good. We are out of time already. We could keep going on that one. And, and certainly a lot of what we talk about has to do with these kinds of stories and, and the, you know, the, the stories of difficulty. So, uh, thanks for that, Tawny. And, uh, thank, thank you, you listener for listening to this episode of breaking up with our BS. We were so happy to have you here. And remember if you missed any of this episode or any of the 109 episodes thus far of breaking up with our BS, you can get this as a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much in advance for subscribing for leaving us a review and for sharing with your friends, your family, and your social networks. Uh, Anybody who would really appreciate this. We'll be back next week with another story. And next week's story is, hmm, that's just how I am. That's Mm going to be a fun one, huh, Tony? Yeah, that's going to be another bummer also, but I'm excited. I'm excited too. And hopefully you're excited, listener, to hear that too. So join us next week. And until then, I'm JDK Winnick. And I'm Tani Santabria. Thanks, everybody.
Bollington intrigues me so.